you so much for tuning in to my show. We're going to be talking about when it's time to say goodbye to our pets. And with me, I have Leanna Kolpid. She is the author of this wonderful book called When It's Time to Say Goodbye. And also she's written over a hundred books. So I'm really excited to have her on my show. Welcome Leanne to my show. Thank you, Kathy, for having me. You're welcome. And I'm excited to have you on. Uh, over a hundred books. I That's exciting. That's really exciting. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. But... Um, Tell me about your publication. What's the name of your publication here? It's it's uh, Desert well, Rose Publishing? Yeah, I call it Desert Rose Publishing. Uh, my website is desertrosepublishing.com okay. well, where I have all my books. Mm -hmm. Most of them are available on Amazon, mm -hmm. but I also have books published on the Barnes & Noble platform as well. Um last year because i just started this last year my uh -huh. friend lee and i took a uh, an online class that we thought would be fun and she is an author and writes books and she goes you can do this let's do this together and i said okay <laughs> okay i can do this so then we started watching youtube videos and how to create um, what they call low to mid content books. Mm -hmm. And so I just started creating. I just, I got inspired and I just started creating because there's a need for the books that I publish. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, low, they're low to mid content, which means that like the medical care, it, it's blank on the inside, but it's for you to list your when you go to the vet and you write down when you go, what you went for, vaccinations, if they've had surgeries, so that you can keep track of all that because you forget. It's like, well, when did your dog have his, you know, last boosters? Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, but if you have your little book that you have everything written down in, well, then you remember. And it just, you have one for each of your animals and you can keep track. Mm -hmm. Well, I have books like that for childcare. I have books like that for okay. us well, adults. We have, we um, yeah, we see those. Um, you have quite a few books, but I want to stay focused on when it's time to say goodbye. You know that because we can, I can okay. bring you back on many of the books that you've written. I was quite impressed and and like wow she must got a creative mind um you know on writing and things like that so um but you know when is the best time you know that's wait a minute that's the hardest thing to say goodbye to your pet i in it one is. year i lost my favorite cat and um and then a couple months later i lost my my yellow lab and they were both old they were not young, but they went the same year, and it was devastating. It was like, no, and I was surprised how 
hard I took it because my cat was with me when I was single in my younger my days there and then the lab came along and it was you know my husband's lab and of course I got a I was more of you know with me than anything and because uh, he traveled a lot and the dog was always with me and uh, I took care of it but anyway and she was smart little thing and well, big thing. She, labs are big. But she's, you know, it was hard. It was just very, very hard to say goodbye to an animal. And, uh, yeah. And uh, she died of instantly in my home. And both of them, the animals did. So I didn't even know. Well, one, the lab, I knew she was sick. But I, well, I was surprised that she just went real fast. Because she was happy and very excited that day. And she was gone that evening so um and, it, and it's hard when you have to decide to euthanize them to put them down oh isn't that um, hard yeah. i've dedicated the book to three i had four dogs uh-huh and three of my dogs had passed and they were all old they didn't go all together but I dedicated it to them because my fourth dog, she got sick and was having heart issues. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wasn't going to have her for very long. Mm -hmm. And I was inspired to write this book when it's time to say goodbye because it is, you go through a grieving process. They're part of your family. Mm -hmm. You've been with them through everything and they've been with you through everything. Mm -hmm. And it hurts just as much as losing somebody that you love because you love them. They're part of your family. And so I, in my book, I uh, wrote out the grieving process, you know, the different steps of the grieving. And then I filled it with different quotes and poems. Leanna, how many steps... How many steps is it for grieving over a dog or a cat or a bird? <laughs> um, it's the same. It's the same as you go through a person. I think there's uh, there is four mm -hmm. four steps to the grieving, mm -hmm. or no five. Okay, can you five name steps? Can you name those off? There's five steps. Okay. Uh, the first one is denial. Uh huh. Second one is anger. Mm -hmm. The fourth one is depression. And the fifth one is acceptance. Wow. It sounds like a human and that we would do. Just over like a human. human. Yeah, yeah. Or like oh, a yeah. best friend or somebody. Parent. Yeah. And, and they are. I mean, your animals love you unconditionally. And it just, it, it tears you apart when you have to say goodbye to them. So my hope is that this book helps through the grieving process, helps you, you know, let go. Because I, I remember when my, my little bit, when he passed, mm -hmm. I saw him out of the corner of my eye for a long time, running past the glass door. 
I would see him. Mm -hmm. And I was told that I would continue to see him until I let him go. And once I let him go, I stopped seeing him. Mm-hmm. But they're always they're always with you. And they always will. And they're just waiting for you to make your crossover and they'll be there to greet you at the gate. Yeah, I hope so. All happy and jumping all over you and life will be good. <laughs> I hope so. But so the reason you wrote it is because of your other four animals that you had and uh how well did the book do for you on amazon and the other places didn't you say you had um well it's only available on amazon Mm -hmm. and i've sold a few Mm -hmm. um i just adopted a puppy mill rescue Uh and her foster mom wants to get some of the books she told me Mm-hmm. And, also, and I think, okay, you, go ahead. how many pages is your book? Oh, good gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> About 80 pages or something like that? Something like that. And they're soft co- copies? It's it's a soft copy, yes. Yeah, they're nice. I like this because you can put them in your bag or you can put them anywhere. And they're they're easy to pull mm-hmm. out, especially for traveling or something. And uh, so, some people that I know, a few, or I should say, not some, but a few friends, they will not let their dog go. They they let it suffer. And I'm like, isn't it time to say goodbye? Oh no, no, you can still sit up, you can still do a few things, but you can tell the dog's in so much, or the cat or dog is in so much pain. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. That person is being very selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree because it's it's not about them. It's it's about the dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, having to decide to put your animal down is one of the most humane things you can do, mm-hmm. and it it hurts. Nobody wants to have to do that. It's, but you're doing it for them so that they're not in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's dog, she, he had a, um, a pit bull and she got cancer. Mm-hmm. And she was still eating and drinking, but she was losing massive weight. And he just kept saying, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I just looked at him. I said, this is not about you. This is about her. Mm-hmm. She's suffering. So my daughter and I took her and we had her put down. And she, I mean, she was gone like within a minute. It was like yeah. that fast. Yeah. And yeah, it, it hurts. It, there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anybody who, it, it's selfish not to. Um, because again, it's not about them. It's about your animal. And and if you love your animal, you don't want them to suffer. Mm -hmm. What do you think about when they pass, you know, they pass away and the people get them cremated and then they have them in a box and things like that. Do you think that's a good idea or 
What's your opinion on that? Um, a lot of people, a lot of people do that. I know my daughter does. Mm -hmm. um, if you can afford it. If I had been able to, if I, well, when mine passed away, I didn't own my own house. I would have brought them home and buried them in my yard. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't my yard. So I couldn't, and I couldn't afford to get them cremated. So I just had to let them take care of it. Mm -hmm. I would if I had I, been able I, to. I, yeah, I know it's your opinion, but what do you think about others doing that? Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, because it it makes it you feel like they're still close with you, even though they're not there anymore. I mean, once they pass, they're not there anymore. Yeah, just like when we die, we're we're not there anymore. I know this we're is gonna, gone. I know this is going to sound like a sad thing, but sometimes we see our loved ones suffer and yet we can't have them put down the the doctors or they try to keep them on <laughs> you know you can you can if you move to oregon don't <laughs> <laughs> <Really? laughs> live in oregon you can you can be put down <laughs> I, I don't I, mean see, to be I laughing i'm not laughing to be rude <laughs> but i just i don't but, think there's anything wrong with that if you are terminally ill yeah, I know. You know, and there's no chance of you getting better. Why should you have to suffer? I know. I had a when, friend that was suffering so bad, and she kept saying, when is this going to be over? When is this going to be? I'm in so much pain. And, but there's nothing yeah. to do. You just sit there and watch him being miserable. And um, she had cancer, and you know, and it was, it was sad. To watch and I, see, I don't. Do. I don't think it's cruel at all to. to they do have that. to be really I mean, suffering. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if you, well, yeah, if you're dying of cancer and there's, there's no, you're dying. You're in stage four and you're, you're in mass amounts of pain and there's no getting better. Why not let them go? Let them go peacefully. Yeah, you go to sleep and you don't wake up. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have nothing against that. Yeah, and we and do it for it, animals. If it ever happened to me, I'm moving to Oregon. <laughs> 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 Sorry, <You're> so <laughs> we're off the subject. <laughs> <laughs> You're moving to Oregon, but anyway. Um, so, how long has this book been out that you written? You know, when it's time um, to say goodbye. It's been out, I believe I published it in um, around the end of August, 1st of September. Oh, wow. Because Harley passed away in September. So it's it's still a new book. It's new out there. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. And how long does it take you to write? Does it take you, I mean, for me, it probably take me two or three years <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know I, I I don't know how long it takes to write a book these days and uh well these are these are what I call low to mid content books so mm -hmm. they're they don't take that long I do all the interiors and I do the book covers um 
it took me because I had to research and collect all the poems and the quotes and and put them all together. I think it took me about maybe a week. Whoa, a week. Wow. Yeah. Did, and I know you work. So you you must have came home in the evening. You just spend time in the evening doing. No, that. I'm not. I don't. I'm not working. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So you had so, some time to do it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's exciting that you you got a book out. Um, that's really exciting. And were you excited when you got ninety? So when did you start writing? You know your books. When you is it? you know, 10 years ago? Or... When did I start doing this? Yes. Um, I started last March. Mm -hmm. I think I started last March. And you wrote 96 books? Uh, I've written over 100. Over 100 books, and you started just last year? Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, I never knew anybody could do such a thing like that. That's, that's uncalled for. <laughs> That is right amazing. now, I have 16, 16 um, puzzle books that I'm working on. Wow. You must have a, a very good creative mind or sharp, and you can just see something and write about it. Wow. I couldn't even do that. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I would have to hire a ghostwriter. <laughs> definitely is a learning curve. I mean... This is something I've never done before in my entire life. I never thought I could. <clears throat> and my friend Lee, she has been, she's my accountability partner. And we cheer each other on. And she helps me because, again, she is already a published author. Mm -hmm. So she's been helping me along the way. And uh, I've learned a lot, a lot. And, again, I started with the low to mid content books because they were easy to put together. Um, right now I am, I, I just adopted a puppy mill rescue dog and I mm -hmm. have been inspired. I'm going to write a book about her mm -hmm. and it's going to take me about a year because this this is going to be a slow process, you know, because the puppy mill dogs, they, mm -hmm. they're traumatized and it takes a lot of love, a lot of patience and understanding mm -hmm. to bring out, bring her out so that she is, acts like a dog. Mm -hmm. Right now she's, she's getting used to us, she's scared, but she's getting comfortable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, each little step is is a good thing i mean i see stuff in her every day now your other dogs that you wrote about you know the four other ones um how long do they live do they live a good life oh yeah um they all live 15 16 years wow um harley was a rescue and not quite sure how old she was when she came to live with us. I'm thinking she was at least a year old. Mm -hmm. But we, she, I'm thinking she was 16, 17 when she died. Uh-huh. And what about um, 
Hmm. So how long? How long do dogs usually live? I know labs live to about, you know, 10 to 14 years in between there. Um, of course, my vet well, tells it me. It depends on the breed. Um, my my three chihuahuas, they can live up to 20 years. Um, my Damon, he was a Pomeranian dachshund mix. And I'd say 15, that was a 10 to 15 was a good age for him. And he made it to 15. And poodles can live 18 years too, wow. which is what my new Bailey is. She's a poodle and she's eight years old right now. I have a question to ask so, you. And I, I know you're not a vet, but just because you know so much about animals, um, I have a little a little dog it's it's a brindle and uh she's got all these um molds all over her body and i just spotted that there's some in her mouth could that be internal to i mean she still runs around happy and eats and everything but i just know and she's older she's gonna be 14 this year and i just know the time clock's ticking you know what i mean her eyes look a little glazed. yeah oh yeah and I, I don't know um, if she's in pain sometimes. I don't know. You know, she sleeps a lot. But um, but I'm, I have a puppy, Labrador, another lab. I got a lab now. And she keeps him move. She He keeps her moving. But the one with the little the molds, they're all over her body. And I think, you know, I look at them, they look okay. There's nothing black or nothing. And... Uh, I don't know, but I just bought some in her mouth, and I'm like, oh, no. But she seems, um, she seems to eat all um, fine and all that stuff, but. She's not losing weight, right? Nope. No, she eats like a pig. Um, I would, <laughs> I think she's okay. Yeah, I know. Unless, unless she starts showing signs of. I mean, they let you know if they're in pain. If you see them panting a lot or they stop eating, they stop drinking. Um, Harley, when she, uh, she, her heart was, was enlarging. She wow. had heart disease. Wow. And she stopped eating. And the vet gave me some medicine that I could give her that was a, a food enhancer that would make her eat, would make her hungry so that she would eat. Mm -hmm. And we were doing okay for a while. And then, then one morning we woke up and she was not okay. And I had to call the vet in tears saying, it's time. It's time. She has now, to go now. Back to the book when it's time to say goodbye do you have notes in there too to keep track of notes no, no? so no. you just have dates and, or something like that or they're they're poems oh poems well, okay first, first well we'll see <laughs> you'll see um the book is dedicated to my daemon my little bit and my peanut mm -hmm. And then I 
write a little bit about it. And then you see the five steps of grieving. Mm -hmm. And um, then it's filled with quotes and poems about losing a fur baby. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it helps get you through that grieving process because it does hurt. I know people who go through grieving over their animals for years. And then I had somebody too come up to me. I will never own an animal. It's too hard when they pass away. And I'm like, okay. So do you think it's good to get another animal in between your greed or should you just wait? You should wait until because you can't you can't replace them. You're never gonna have one that is that's exactly the same. They may look the same, but their personalities each each animal has their very own distinct personality. And they're never you're never gonna find one that's just the same. Never. It's just not. like people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's best to wait and until you get through your grieving process before you decide to get another animal because you want to be able to give that new animal all the love and attention that they deserve. Mm -hmm. Do you mention that? And it's in hard your, to do it. Do you mention that in your book? No, no, I did not. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me? I might mention it. I might mention it in my new book. Mm -hmm. Okay. Add a little bit to that. Um, can you tell me a little bit about besides the five, um, steps of, of, you know, greed and stuff like that. So can you tell me anything else that's in the book? Oh, you mean like some of the poems? Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Look them up. Can you read one to us? Um, a short one. <laughs> a short one. A short one. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can find it. But anyway, yeah, it's it's hard to, you know, for those who are listening, this we're talking about when it's time to say goodbye to your loving little four-legged friends. And some of them are, some people love their birds and some people love their hamsters and things like that. They're, you know, I knew a little boy who loved his hamster and he had it for years and until he became a teenager and it, you know, passed on. But it was sad. Are you ready? No, I can't find it. <laughs> okay, then we'll move on to something else. And, uh, well, anyway, um, so you can purchase her, your book on Amazon. And do you have it someplace yes. else as well as Amazon? Didn't you mention you had it in um, Barnes & Noble? Uh, well, I have books available on Barnes & Noble. Okay. Um, the when it's time to say goodbye, that's only available on Amazon. But if you go to my website, you can purchase all it my there. books are there, and all you have to do is click on the name, and it will take you to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, depending on what um, you're looking for. Okay, so you can't buy it off of your website. No. No, it'll it'll take you to okay where I have it published. Okay, okay. 
and uh, so anyway um, wow so we're how do you come up with these ideas what made you decide when it's time to say goodbye besides your four dogs you know you're inspired by something else uh, just it was just because it was getting close to my losing her mm -hmm. and when I lost the other three when, for, when Damon was the first to go mm -hmm. but when he went I still had I still had little bit and I still had my peanut and I still had my Harley then mm -hmm. when bit died I still had peanut and I still had Harley and when Peanut died, I still had Harley. Mm -hmm. When Harley went, I didn't have anybody left. <laughs> and it, it just, it, it, I want to say that it was a spiritual thing. It just popped into my head that I needed to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I did. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite vet that you go to? Not down here. We just moved down here from um, North Idaho. Mm -hmm. So I just, I picked one out of, I want to say the phone book, but I went online mm -hmm. and picked one out that was close by. Just let everybody know she's living in Arizona. Are you in Mesa or? Yes. Oh, lucky guess. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so you moved from Idaho to Mason, Arizona. Um, mm -hmm. how do you rate your pet when it comes to, you know, hunger and stuff? I mean, if they're not eating really well, um, how would you know? I guess you can just tell or? You can just tell. Um, I mean, just like when you're a, a pet mom. You know, you notice everything about them, just like you would your kids. You know when they're eating, when they're not eating, mm -hmm. when they're acting funny, they're not acting their normal self. So then you're watching them a little bit closer, going like, okay, what's going on? When he's, you mentioned something, well. you mentioned something earlier when they're breathing heavy. What did you, what did you call that? Um, oh, panting. Yeah, panting. If they're panting a lot, that that could be, they could be in pain. Um, you just have to watch them. You just if they, you know what they are like when they're normal, mm -hmm. and if you know what they're like when they're act when they're normal, when they're happy and bouncing around and eating and drinking, mm -hmm. if they're off. You notice, yeah. And so that's then true. you start watching a little bit closer, like, okay, what's going on? And you're trying to, you know, figure out because they get tummy aches. They get tummy aches, and they can get a cold, and they can they can get the flu and whatnot, just like we do. You just have to watch them, mm -hmm. and if it it gets really serious, well, then you have to consider that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where having your little vet book that I created <laughs> mm -hmm. comes in handy so that you can keep, keep track of their visits. I got friends, and man. They, everything that goes wrong with their dog, they run to the vet. 
every single time. And I thought, you know, I think the dog can survive a little on its own. But they run to the vet for every little thing. And I'm thinking... Well, that's kind of an overkill. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to run to the vet for everything. Yeah. Um, I had a girlfriend who did it with her cat. She had two cats. She kept running to the vet for every little thing. I, I go, let it heal on its own. Let it take care of itself. Yeah, any sign well, of sickness. A lot of, people, a lot of people don't know if your dog has diarrhea or is constipating. Uh-huh. If you give them um, pumpkin, canned pumpkin, uh-huh. the stuff that you make pumpkin pie out of, it has no seasoning or anything in it. So canned pumpkin. Uh-huh. Give them a tablespoon of that couple times a day and it will get rid of the diarrhea or if they're constipated it will help them go wow it doesn't hurt them and it's good for them wow i gotta keep that in mind pumpkin huh um keep an extra can when it comes thanksgiving time (laughs) you can even because the cans are kind of big Mm -hmm. you can put it into ice ice cube trays freeze it and then, you know, thaw them out as you need them. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, I like to treat my um, dog to some yogurt. You ever do that with your dog? I heard it's like giving them candy, but it's good for them. Well, you have to be careful because if it's got that fake sugar in it, that's heavy to dogs. Really? I give vanilla. Mm-hmm. I don't give no strawberries or anything. Straight vanilla. But it's not a lot. I just give it like a tablespoon. And I go, that's your treat for today. <laughs> and then they love carrots. My, it's, but it's that fake sugar, the imitation sugar mm-hmm. that's bad for them. Um, I always give my, my dogs um, uh, carrots. They get a carrot every other day. They think they're in heaven. And um, and then my cats, I give them, when I give tuna fish or something, they love the water of the tuna fish. They go crazy. <laughs> I know. But they're still living. They're, they're still alive. They're still doing really good. And I'm thinking, I know you're old, <laughs> but you're still here. <laughs> and my vet says, you take really good care of these cats. And I'm like, yeah. And my dogs, you know, like when my dogs passed away and my cat you know the person the the veterinary place um told me that my dogs had the whitest teeth <laughs> oh nice <laughs> they were so white they, they love their dog my dog's teeth the same thing with my cat i just keep them maintained so anyway but um yeah i it's true. We take care of our dogs more than we take care of our kids. Isn't that terrible? Or animals, cats, animals, birds, whatever. We take our, care our of them. Our fur babies. Yeah, our fur babies <laughs> too. You know, these are people who love birds. You know, some of these birds they last up to twenty-five to thirty years, and oh yeah, I have friends who love their birds, and they just last forever, forever. Especially the ones that talk to you. And then there's another yeah. one too, but the ones that talk to you, that's kind of scary because they pick up habits. <laughs> 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 uh, 
this is hard. You say hi too many times. I say hi, hi. <laughs> Everybody comes in the house. Yeah. <laughs> then get trying to say goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> but anyway, um, they're funny. But um, yeah, I know people who are not even like furry animals, but they rather have a cat. I mean, uh, excuse me, a bird or a, another species. Um, I mentioned earlier about a little young boy who had a hamster. That sucker stayed alive for so long. I didn't even believe they lived so long. But it was older, but he was upset when it died because he became a teenager. He got it when he was young, very young. That little sucker stayed with him for so long. He must have really took care of that hamster. But anyway, yeah. uh, um, but back to our little furry fur balls. But um, um, it's easy to go someplace with a cat than it is with a dog. You have to take them with you. You have to do everything. With a cat, you can just, okay, see you in a day. <laughs> as long as you have Yeah, our dogs, are, our dogs are more like having a two-year-old with you all the time. 24-7. Where a cat, cats are more independent. Mm -hmm. And no matter how big they are, they still, except some bigger dogs, they have a little bit of a, a different scent. You know what I mean? They get more mature. They pick up on you mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I had um, my lab. I was telling you about this. Um, we had an earthquake here in Utah a couple of years ago, and it was really bad. It was like 4.5. No. Yeah, 4.5, 4.8. And my lab went to my side so quickly right by my thigh and just would not let me go. She just, I mean, <laughs> she stayed right there and just would not let me move around or anything. And she was right. The earthquake happened. Thank goodness she was there. It's kind of interesting how they switch and become a dog like they're supposed to be. They know dogs are dogs are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. I mean, my little bit, he, could, I would spell words so that he would not know what I was saying, mm -hmm. but he knew he could spell. Mm -hmm. You know, if I if I spelled out dinner or tree or car ride, <laughs> he knew what I was saying, <laughs> what I was doing. And he'd get all excited anyway. <laughs> yeah. My, I talk about that's great with dogs, but even cats are smart too. You know, they're finicky, oh, yeah. but man, they can pick up on you so fast too. And they read your mind. But my husband told me, he goes, you're the only person I know who has cats that come to you when you call them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I've always been lucky on that. I yell their name, and here they come running. But, um, but yeah, I didn't know cats don't do that. But anyway, so, but um, do you ever, um, you know, do you, do you get a, you think it's weird to get a burial plot for your, oh, they do. I forgot about this. They have places where you can bury your animals. I know they do have back yes, east. It's a cemetery. Yes. My husband showed me where his one dog was buried at. I couldn't believe it. It was a big, huge cemetery in, I think it's in Boston. 
area and he showed me where it was and he said there's where my dog is buried and I'm like, Oh my gosh. It was a huge Hi. cemetery. It was beautiful. They keep it up nice and clean. So I don't think I would waste the money on that. <laughs> I think I'd be more prone to having my pet cremated and having it in a box didn't with me to bury it. Or if you own if you own your own home, your own property, you can bury it in your they backyard. Do, they have same things, um, like when you bury a person. They have the exact same thing. Yeah. Sometimes a little box and you know, the <laughs> The, um, what do you call those things? It hurts. Yeah, they got everything. And so it doesn't rot and all this other stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I have a friend too. He would have them, what's it called when you get them? So they still stand still in front of you. What's it called? You know what I'm talking about. Um, but anyway. No. You don't know. Okay, but, um, well, this has been an interesting, I'm trying to think of things to talk about when it comes to burying, when it comes to, when it's time to let your, your pet go. That is, it's still a hard decision. And, um. It is, it's hard, but people just have to remember when it's, when it's that time to say goodbye. They have to remember, it's not about, it's not about them. It's about your, it's about your pet and you want to take away their pain and let them go. And it's never easy and you are going to grieve, mm -hmm. but when you do go to have them put down, stay with them mm -hmm. and hold them as the procedure is being done. When I let them, yeah. let them see your face is the last face they're going to see because they're going to be scared. Mm -hmm. I, um, and just, you when I was getting ready for this show, it was very touching for me because I'm an animal person. I care about animals and it's just really sad when it's time to say goodbye. It's just so sad. And, um, it like is. you said, they're part of your life. You know, they're the happiest person to see you when you come home and, you know, they're happy when you go to bed at night. They wait for you. <laughs> I, yeah. All my animals wait for me until I go to bed. <laughs> they stay up. And I, I oh, can yeah. tell that they're so tired. I go, go to bed. Go lay down. No, no. They have to stay with me. <laughs> and then I, my yeah, labs, my... my labs, even this young one that I have, and I named him George, but he waits for me when I leave my room and in the morning you know, to go in the other part of the house. He'll sit there and wait for me. And my other lab did the exact same thing. I thought, oh my gosh, you guys really do wait. Hmm. Where my little one takes off. Yeah, and they, they always know when it's bedtime. Yeah. And they always know when it's time to get up. They, get they usually up. wake up right before the alarm goes off. Mine was sitting sit on, right on top of me and, you know, or jump on my bed or sitting both of them sitting there just looking at me and i'm like you gotta be kidding my me. husband's dog he know she knows when he's coming home i oh. think she hears his truck 
before it even comes around the corner. Yes, how do they she do hears that? And she runs to the door and she waits. Yes, I noticed that too. Or, or the little kids that their pet waits for them to get off the school bus. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just I think that is so amazing and how they know. Or um, my cousin had a cat that will wait at the fence. You know, she lived on a farm, kind of not quite far farm, but like out in the country, I should say. And it would just wait for her when she'd come home from school. And there he was. And he would be waiting for her. Get off that bus. So anyway. Battles, animals are pretty smart. And they, and they love you. And they're a lot smarter than we give them credit for. And they love us unconditional. Well, yes, this, this is an exciting show. And um, so you can find your book. Um when it's time to say goodbye, and I'll put your website on your the profile on the Kathy Lee Parker Show, and um, okay. so that people can go and find you know your book, and if they're greedy, because it's really hard, you know. I, when I was greedy, I was hunting for anything, give me comfort, and um, yeah. and your book will give comfort for those who need that little extra support and stuff. And don't get a dog. Don't get a dog or a cat or a bird or or a hamster or anything until you're ready. No, I know. People love their hamsters. Wait until, yeah, wait until you go through your, the grieving before, because your new pet is going to feel that. Deserves to have all the love and caring. But they're not going to get it if you're still grieving for the pet that you lost. I know. That's so true. So take, take the time and, and don't get another pet until you're, until you're ready. And you'll know when you're ready. Right. That's so true. That is so true. Well, i like to thank you so much for coming on my show. And I'm really, really excited. your amazing books because you've written over a hundred books. I look forward to it. Okay. Thank you for having me. You're welcome and have a great evening. You too.